If you are someone who has four or five pairs of reading glasses or more and yet never seem to have one with you or remember where you put them all, uh, our guest on this next segment of Perspective has got some good news for you. Dr. Thomas Litzinger is an ophthalmologist at Revision LASIK and Cataract Surgery. And, Doctor, we appreciate you being with us this morning, first of all. Thanks for having me, Clark. And you have got some information on a new treatment for presbyopia. Uh, so before we get to the treatment, let's just start and, and talk about what presbyopia is, and um, then we'll get into how the treatment might help. Okay, well, uh, presbyopia uh, literally means uh, old eye. So it makes us feel really good about ourselves if we're over 40 that uh, we now have a term that can describe us as having old eyes. Uh, what, it, what it really re- means uh, functionally is that we lose our ability, or at least our lens loses our ability, to focus up close and dial in the power that we need to see objects that are about arm's reach away from us and in, uh, even though our distance vision might still be fine. Hence the trombone effect of uh, someone who's trying to read a label or something in a newspaper where they just keep pulling it in and then pushing it out, putting it in and pushing it out until they get their reading. Yeah, exactly. All right. Very good. So you mentioned 40. Now, is that a typical age for someone to start experiencing this? Uh, It does depend on your prescription that is underlying. If you have close to no prescription, it'll be probably about 42. Two, three, four, five. Uh, so it, it just it just varies. If you have a little bit of natural nearsightedness, of course, if you're not wearing glasses, you can see near. Um, and if you have farsightedness, meaning your focal point is set really far away, you're you're having to dial in a lot more effort. Your muscles, your eye muscles, are working on your lens to try to focus up close, and so you're going to notice things getting blurry up close a lot earlier. Um, but if you've had LASIK like I have, and a lot of my patients have, and you have close to zero prescription. About 43, I'd say. 43, 44 people were reaching for reading glasses. So I was in contact lenses uh, prior to that. Somewhere in the middle, I managed to skip that stage where I needed reading glasses. But there was a period when I would hold everything I read at the edge of my nose and didn't realize it. But people were laughing at me in restaurants. <laughs> and my kids were yeah, making that fun tells, of me. That, yeah, that uh, tells me you're nearsighted. Uh, yeah, oh, very. And all my life. But I got cataract surgery in my 50s, and suddenly without any corrective lenses, my distance vision was great. But lo and behold, I'm stopping by the reading glasses counter at CVS or Kroger or whatever and picking those, you know, two and a half times up. <laughs> and right. so... Um, but you you have news about this new treatment. Tell us about this new uh, way of addressing presbyopia that may help folks like us. Yeah, well, the the new drop is called Vuity. Uh, it's new in the sense that it's commercially available and at a certain percentage that is new. Um, but really, it's an old drop. We've used it in glaucoma treatment for decades actually it's fallen by the wayside because it's there's a lot better glaucoma uh, drops on the market now uh, and its effect for glaucoma is minimal however it does constrict the pupil which actually like a aperture in a camera uh, if you know anything about photography it, it narrows the opening where light passes through and when when that happens and there's enough light available available in the ambient environment, your depth of focus actually increases. So it 
a lot like a photograph where if you have a small aperture, things in the foreground and in the distance are clear. Whereas if you open that aperture or hole, you get that sort of artistic blur and it's only narrowly focused on the subject matter. The pupil functions in much in the same way. All right. So, uh, you know, let's say it's in a restaurant, uh, n- not, for, you know, dimly lit, it's, there's atmosphere. Uh, how What's this going to affect uh, my ability to read that menu? Am I going to still want to bring my reading glasses with me? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Uh, the Using this drop at nighttime, so again, back to the, the, the pupil of our eye being like a camera aperture, uh, at nighttime without using the drop, it naturally dilates to let more light in so we can see because there's just not a lot of light for us to uh, create a, a visual signal so we can see something. Um, and in bright light situations, our pupil constricts. And so this drop is mostly recommended to take maybe in the morning because it has up to a six-hour um, timeline that it, that it's actually effective um, because in bright light situations, it'll narrow your pupil uh, which will not make it seem dim to you because it, it narrows anyway. It just takes it a step or two further uh, down, and it will bring things into focus up close for you. So they advise against using it at nighttime uh, because driving might become unsafe if the pupil is constricted heavily. and It might affect your ability to see while driving. Uh, so a dark restaurant, as you referred to, I would assume, is, is you know at the nighttime. So that would be hard to see, but you can just bring out your flashlight on your phone, and you still would see better than you are uh, used to seeing without readers. All right. Now, is this available without a prescription? No, it's prescription only. And so I need to get to my ophthalmologist or optometrist to get that prescription, right? I would. Okay. And even on their website, they did mention something about uh, getting the drop without a prescription, but, um, but there are a few side effects that I think you should have a baseline exam uh, to check those out to see if you have any risk factors prior to asking for the prescription. It's uh, it would be prudent to do that. All right. Can people wear, who are wearing contact lenses use this drop? They can. It's generally recommended that you put it in. Uh, then you can put in your contacts. Okay, and then uh, yeah. about five ten minutes later. Oh, okay. Oh, but what about LASIK? Does it help those folks too? Yes, it can. So uh, like we alluded to, um, you know, I've had LASIK and any patient that I perform LASIK on that's over 40, if we're, if we're not retaining a little bit of nearsightedness intentionally to help them see in one eye uh, at cl- up close, uh, they can use this job, drop in the, uh, in, in the post-operative period and it helps them uh, see up close, uh, to read up close. Uh, the gain that we're usually seeing with this drop is about if you're to hold a near card, we call it a near card. So when you go to the doctor, you look at the eye chart and the distance. Uh, it's that same distance card, just smaller and held in your hand. Uh, most patients, you know, about 50% or so are going to gain three lines smaller on that near chart. So it's probably not going to be an end to your reading glasses, but you might not have to reach for them as often. Yeah, I would say decreased dependency, and it depends on the individual as well, uh, how well it works. So it's not a panacea or a cure-all for for, uh, nearsightedness, and uh, you'll still hang on to your reading glasses, but to be less dependent on them... Uh, I think is going to be very appealing to a lot of patients. Oh, I can tell you from, yes, uh, any, anything that reduces the number of reading glasses I have to keep track of is a good thing. Uh, you mentioned side effects. Are there some side effects to be aware of? 
Yes, uh, most of them are going to be mild, uh, and the most common would be a little bit of a brow ache or maybe a little bit of a mild headache. Uh, the reason for that is the way the drop works. Again, we mentioned that it constricts your pupil, uh, and that's a muscle contraction. So it's kind of like flexing a muscle involuntarily, and that just leads to a little brow fatigue. And I think that's going to be pretty common uh, with patients. Uh, some will not notice it because it is a lower percentage than uh, is used for glaucoma. Um, and the other would be maybe a little bit of eye irritation, stinging, uh, possible redness, uh, possible allergy, uh, a lot of the usual side effects that we can occasionally see with any, any type of eye drop. If someone's experiencing some blurry near vision, uh, does that necessarily mean they are experiencing presbyopia or might there be another cause? Uh, not always, and, and that's another good point and another reason I advocate uh, getting a baseline exam from your optometrist or ophthalmologist prior to requesting this drop. Uh, really, for that matter, should be an annual exam um, because we find uh, reasons for blurred vision that are, in fact, pathology or eye disease on a daily basis, and the patient does not realize that they have it. Uh, so it's always a good idea to get a, um, a yearly exam and to get an exam prior to starting any new ocular medication. Dr. Thomas Litzinger is ophthalmologist at Revision LASIK and Cataract Surgery, and uh, he's been discussing this new treatment for presbyopia. If you'd uh, like to find out more, revisioneyes.com is their website. And Dr. Litzinger, we appreciate the time this morning. Thank you. Appreciate you, Clark. Thank you.